头。Well, yo ho ho, there's a place that I know where the slams all clean and the wenches glow. Jones, shut up! Now listen here, you scurvy sons of dogs. Through the next jump point is a banu merchantman bound for Terra. Only it ain't gonna get there, see? 'Cause we're gonna board her and slit the gizzards of the crew till the decks are awash with their blood, and then we helps ourselves to the golden cargo. What do you say, me hearties? Shall we go cut some throats? <laughs> um, uh, no, Captain. Oh, what you mean? No. Well, he means no, Captain. We we don't like the way you're running this here ship, and we reckons we ain't gonna stand for it no more. Reckons we had enough, ain't we, Pete? Ah, uh, that's right. We've had enough. Oh, okay. All right. I gets it. You stinking swabs. You wants a better share of the loot, does you? Uh, no, no, Captain. No. Oh, okay. Then I suppose you wants me treasure map, which shows where I buried the booty from the Bengal carrier last week. Ah, uh, no, Captain. Uh, what do you want? Well, Captain, we wants a training day. Training day? Yeah, that's right, Captain. We wants a training day, preferably in a nice hotel just outside the Magna system, where all our sky dogs can sit down and pool our experience, compare work methods, and prioritize objectives for the upcoming financial year. <sighs> prioritize objectives? Aye, we want to improve our communication skills. That's right. There's not a man on this ship that don't know how to use any tense apart from the present. That's 'cause you're pirates. And ever since pirates began pirating, they only speaks in the present tense, does pirates. And the next one, what mentions training days, will be dragged beneath the ship till the vacuum of space rips open his belly, and death becomes a merciful release. <laughs> well, that's no way to motivate people, is it? Threatening to rip open their bellies of your staff, and you call that management? Well, see, he ain't got no real management grounding here. He was just a plain midshipman originally. Here, you should go on one of them Del Carnegie courses or something similar. You know. Quiet, you insolent lubbers! Give us our training day. Aye, and we wants an occupational health officer. Aye, and some childcare facilities wouldn't go amiss. Silence! Any more of your mutinous whining, and I'll rip your eyes out and feed 'em to the Vandool. I'm the captain, do you hear? The ship be mine. Mine. Oh, I'm Captain Skippy. Ship. They do the role play. Yeah, all of them gets to do each other's jobs for a day. They got a new captain now. Bows and Aris like being captain so much he had the old captain thrown out the airlock. Oh, really? Well, here's some role playing for you. I'll play the captain, and you two play a man who's about to be shot. Now listen here, you filthy dogs. That there be a merchantman full of gold. We be pirates, and pirates don't need training days. All pirates needs a black heart and a good sidearm. What do you say, lovers? You follow your captain as we storm that there merchantman? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Will you cut through the airlock? Slit the throat of any Banu soldier what stands in your way? Ah, then load yourself up with booty and gold. Aye, aye, captain. Ah, then, uh, then, me hearties. Ah, we piles up all the treasure on the main deck. We counts it coin by coin, crate by crate, jewel by jewel. And then, once we know how much our black-hearted, blood-soaked deeds have brought us, we'll gather it all up. And then, we puts it in a no-load Vanguard mutual fund. What do you say, me hearties? Ah, minimum three. Capital complimentary money market account and a free toaster. I'm Portland.
thrusters won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me at the range point four. This is control. Be radio. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency. Greetings, citizens, and you're tuned to the guard frequency. As all good pilots know, when you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 23 and was recorded live on May 17th and was made available per download on May 20th at guardfrequency.com. I'm Jeff. I'm Levin. And I'm Tony. So, what do we have this week, Tony? In this week's Squawk Box, we talk politics. Sorry. In CIG News, we bring you everything that's happening around the UEE, including our weekly crowdfunding update, the latest in-universe fiction, 10 for the Chairman, Episode 20, Wingman's Hangar 69, the next great starship, and the anticipated spatio-temporal coordinates of a certain dogfighting module. In this week's Nuggets for Nuggets, we talk all about the whole sea from MISC, and finally, we tune into the feedback loop and let you join in the conversation. Sits and Sibs, we are always on the lookout for talented individuals to come and join the crew here at Guard Frequency. So, if you've got a creative itch that needs scratching, then we would love to hear from you. Just drop us an email with your experience and what you'd like to bring to the table to squawk at guardfrequency.com. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K at guardfrequency.com. Please remember that all positions here at Priority One Productions are voluntary. This is, after all, a labour of love, but we do look great on a CV or resume. And that takes care of the housekeeping, so let's get to the show and see what's coming through the squawk box. Hey, you boys need a carrier around here? Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. Crypter, 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 this is Tony saying welcome to the squawk box, everyone. Actually, let me take that back. Welcome to the soap box, everyone. Uh, Lennon, would you do the honors? Okay, uh, hey, uh, uh, is this thing, is this thing on? Okay. All right. Great. Um, this edition of Squawk Box is mainly directed to the United States listeners of Guard Frequency and Priority One Podcast. So all you sits and sieves and captains who live beyond the amber waves of grain and shining seas and whatnot, thanks for your patience. Those of you who are tech news geeks have probably heard about the debate surrounding net neutrality going on in Washington, D.C. For those who haven't found a reason to care yet, listen up. Net neutrality is a squishy concept that generally describes the ideal that if there is content on the net that one person wants to provide and one person wants to access, the folks that own the wires and waves between those two people are going to treat them like they would treat any other two people who want to exchange data. Some people may have DSL, some may be on a Wi-Fi routed cable modem, some may be on a cell connection. But the only thing dictating how fast you get your web page or podcast served to you should be the technical limitations of your connection. The type of connection a consumer has is is up to the consumer. Availability and cost are balanced against speed and capacity. Same goes for providers. However, the owners of the wires and waves have decided that the providers are getting a little too rich off the use of those wires and waves. Using myself as an example, in addition to paying my cable bill to Cox Communications every month, I also pay Netflix every month to access a library of films and TV shows. This library is delivered to my house or phone via a web of wires and waves that Netflix and I have paid to connect us together. And to the owner of the wires and waves, that simply isn't good enough. Why should content providers be making a fortune off of a network they don't own? Well, my short answer is that they've already paid for access to the wires and waves, and so have I. Obviously, the Verizons and Comcast of the world would disagree. Over the past decade, the Federal Communications Commission has tried to articulate and enforce a balance. 
On the one hand, content providers need to mooch off the sweat and tears of the noble wire and wave owners. On the other hand, the parasitic wire and wave owners need to feast on the lifeblood of the content providers. And naturally, it all winds up in court. The Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, that's one step down from the Supreme Court, ruled that the FCC failed to establish their specific authority to regulate the wire and wave owners. So, after winning the case in January, Comcast charged Netflix for an interconnection fee in February. The fact that Netflix download speeds dropped 27% after the court ruling was probably a total coincidence, I'm sure. Now, let's be clear. The court ruling didn't say that the FCC couldn't referee this fight. The court said that they had to be more clear about how and why they were going to referee this fight. As things stand now, the playing field is tilted strongly in favor of the wire and wave owners. But if the FCC designates them as common carriers like railroads, pipelines, and long-distance telephone lines, the content providers gain the upper hand. And that process is happening now. The FCC is soliciting public comment until July 15th. Services like Hulu, Amazon, and even Google owe their existence and continued profitability to networks owned by companies like Verizon, AT&T, and Comcast. And if Priority One Productions actually made any money, so would we. And let's be frank here. There are hard dollar costs associated with making our shows, and we, as a group, have decided to eat them so far. We ask for donations over at Priority One, and some of you generously chip in and help out, and we thank you for that. But it doesn't even come close to keeping the lights on around here, let alone paying for the kind of shows that we would want to give to you guys. And if we had to pay our ISP to guarantee enough bandwidth for you folks to listen to Priority One via our website or log on to Guard Frequency's live show on Saturday night, well, we probably just wouldn't do it. And that's the issue. Who do you want to have the unfair advantage? The content providers or the wire and wave owners? If you're listening to a free podcast designed and delivered as a labor of love, I think we both know the answer. So here's what we would like you to do. There will be links in our show notes with instructions on how to register your opinion with the FCC and your representatives in Congress. It doesn't take long, and it's easy to do. If you happen to agree with us that the Internet is a utility, kind of like landline phones, electricity, natural gas, then you can just follow the script about broadband being a Title II telecommunications service as opposed to an information service as it is currently classified. If not, well, then just say what you want to say. And even if you're not a U.S. citizen... You're on the internet, and this sort of thing affects everyone. So there's a way for our listeners outside the U.S. to chime in, and we'll post that as well. Thanks for your indulgence. Rant over. All right. Well, sorry to be such a downer this week, guys, but you know now's the time. Seize the day, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, get out there and let your opinion be heard. Have you read, seen, or heard something that you might think might be interesting to other citizens or civilians? Send an email to squawk at cardfrequency.com. Now let's check out some CIG news. Our crowdfunding update for May 17th, 2014, 43780000 Slowing down a nibble, you guys. Uh, you know, Be sure to keep spending money at Robert Space Industry because they don't have enough yet, clearly. Almost 450,000 registered users, up another 4,000. Heating up just a little there for the dogfighting module. And uh, still no alpha slots left, but you really ought to look into buying a access pass if you have the means. There hasn't been another crowdfunding milestone reach that there isn't a letter for the chairman. However, let me begin with the information you most want to hear. We intend to launch Arena Commander in two weeks, on May 29th. The goal is that every backer will have access to the single-player Free Flight and Vandal Swarm game modes on this day, and the very first batch of multiplayer testers will get access to the game's multiplayer game modes. That is how Delay Fluff Issue 3, otherwise known as the Arena Commander Weekly Report, opens up. 
So, all things being well, we finally have a solid date. Yes! Chris then gives us a rough outline of the schedule, including merging and branching of code, splitting Arena Commander off into its own little module, ready for publication on the 29th of May. As usual, in these reports, we also hear from Travis Day, the dogfighting producer, who tells us about a system they've now finalised called Debris Manager, which is responsible for managing each piece of the ship as it falls off. Eric Wingman Peterson, studio director of CRG Austin, tells us about the back-end bugs they've been fighting and Erin Roberts, studio director of Foundry 42, gives us a rundown on the AI and lets us know that we can expect more news on the Gladius and Retaliator in the next monthly report. Debris manager. I wonder if I can get that from my kids' rooms. It's, it'd yeah. be a good thing. I reckon that's going to come out after Arena Commander. It's going to be the sequel. Probably. In 10 for the Chairman, episode 20, Chris answers another batch of questions from subscribers. We discover that organizations will be able to outfit their own ships to be a mobile hospital, although whether any ship other than an Idris will have a med bay is currently unknown. Speaking of the Idris, if you're on a multi-crewed ship and the hull gets breached unexpectedly, you'll have a very short time to get to safety or to put an EVA suit on, lest you get blown into space or asphyxiate or freeze to death or killed in other nasty, gnarly ways. We also hear that if you manage to kill someone and they end up in the med bay having been revived, you still get their bounty. You don't have to make them bite the big one in order to collect your well-deserved credits. And finally, in our roundup, we learn that as Star Citizen will be exclusively 64-bit, they could implement accurate orbital mechanics. Although no final decision has been made, it could mean that if you leave a space station, go out to do your whatever it is you do, and then come back, that space station could be at another point in its orbit. There are many more questions answered. Those were just our highlights, so be sure to check out the full 10 for the chairman if you haven't already. Links will be in our show notes. We all know the Idris was being revamped and upgraded from the Idris Corvette to the Idris Frigate, and CIG has given us a huge behind-the-scenes gallery showing us the changes taking place. Over the course of 88 high-quality images that first appeared in the Jump Point magazine, we're taken on a total journey of this work in progress that show everything from the reworked gun mounts through to the command deck and cargo holds, right down almost literally to the kitchen sink. This work-in-progress gallery also gives us our first glimpse at the Idris's utility craft that will be coming as a part of the package. As a business expense, I am subscribing to the Robert Space Industries website, chipping in my 10 bucks every month. But I took a look at the Idris when it came out at Jump Point. I was impressed then, and now everybody else gets to see it too. It's just, it's just breathtaking is what it is. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> can I have one? Please, please, can I have one? Well, additionally, we're also given a gallery of art that appeared in this month's edition of GameStar, a German gaming magazine, which features some nice shots of the upcoming dogfighting module and the blackout mechanic. Be sure to check out both galleries over on the RSI website. Links will be in our show notes. Sad news, friends. Episode 69 of Wingman's Hangar is the fourth to last episode that we'll be getting. Ooh. Yeah. There will, however, be a new community-oriented show that starts on June the 11th, based out of the LA headquarters, and all of the production and marketing have been consolidated there. But fear not, because Wingman will still report on Austin Studio Developments. Ben Lesnick has let us know a little more on this new show, called Around the Verse. There will be no permanent host, but they will switch between the people from all around the offices. Ben will be starting the first one off and Ali and Chelsea from Customer Service will both be on the show at some point to talk about subscriber stuff so you can stop emailing them to ask how many Hornets will fit in an Idris. Yeah, it's sad to see Wingman go. It's probably for the best. He's got a lot on his plate. They're hiring yeah, more, he's a 
busy people. Man. And I mean, honestly, he signed up to help make a game. He didn't sign up to be the host of a TV show. And while the TV show host, I'm sure, was a lot of fun, it took away from the game making stuff and probably made that more stressful and harder than it was. Eric is running a full-sized company, really, down there in the Austin office. Each one of those studios is a full-sized company, a full-sized studio. And so Eric's also had a responsibility to coordinate all the other studios, too. He's trying to get a persistent universe built and get it up and running, and then also managing coordinating two other internal studios and then three, four external studios. I think Herculean task might be a gentle way to describe that. So these are good moves, probably. It's sad to see Eric go, but he didn't sign up to be a song and dance guy. He signed up to help make a game, and I think it's probably for the best. But we'll miss him. Be glad to see him when he shows up every once in a while on, on the new show, but... I think it's for the best. My wingman. But this week's forum feedback was jam-packed with goodness. So like 10 for the chairman, we're just going to bring you the highlights. We all know and love the Millennium Falcon and Serenity, but the sort of quirky personality-based repair system won't be a thing in the Persistent Universe. There'll be wear and tear. Things do break down, and you'll be able to do some jury rigging and repairs in space and everything. But it won't be a trait of your ship. It's been confirmed that the next great Starship competition is a way for CIG to test getting fan-created content in the game, as we opined here on this show. That's good news for modders and budding ship designers out there, but it's still a ways off. The contest was a first step in a very long process, so don't expect to be submitting your designs really anytime soon. And finally, those who prefer exploring will not find themselves lacking for places to see and things to do. The systems being built are huge, and they'll be able to add star systems whenever they need. We encourage you to check out the full version of Wingman's Hangar. There's only three more left. Over on the RSI website, links, of course, will be in the show notes. So our community question tonight is, how should we send off the Wingman? Are you looking forward to a new show? Maybe not. Maybe you're going to miss Wingman and cry and set up a memorial, put, you know, little candles up there, send them flowers. So let us know by commenting on the show's post over the Guard Frequency website or on the Robert Space Industries fan site sub Ben Lesnick, community manager for CIG, is on a roll this week, specifically the RSI chat role. All this information comes to us from Reddit, so a huge thanks to Nakara for transcribing everything. Ben spills a lot of information, way too much to read out, so we're just going to bring you all the little juicy bits. The dogfighting module is feature complete, which means that it has all the levels and ships and such that it's going to ship with. Right now, they're testing internally and fixing any bugs that come from that. The May 16th patch is just a routine patch or fix, and a QA person has been bopped on the nose with a rolled-up newspaper for teasing everybody about that. Yeah. To upgrade an alpha package ship to another ship, there will be an upgrade system. The upgrade system will let you pay the difference to update to a ship in the hangar. When other ships are added, you will also be able to use it with them. We'll all have the ability to change a single ship into a game package. So if you want to go from an Aurora to a 300i and keep your LTI Alpha, you just buy the upgrade pack. And upgrade slots for ships were originally going to be a broad system upgrade thing. Add a gun cooler here, add an afterburner there, etc. Chris, uh, after thinking about it some more, prefers a more specific system. So there's X number of things you can put on the engines, X number of things you can put on the guns, and so on. Rob Irving is currently working on the stats update, so that's what happened to my upgrade slots on my Connie. Mm. We also hear that variants and the Vandal Scythe will be coming between version 1 and version 2 of the dogfighting module. There are no adventure variants in the pipeline yet other than the trainer, and if people want to buy the trainer, just let CIG know. Arena Commander will not have land mode at launch, boo. The ship commercial production pipeline is up and running, so there is cool stuff inbound very shortly. 
And yes, down the line, Jeff, there will be a friends list. One important community initiative has been uh, cleared, your friends list, but one has been shot down. There's a movement, apparently, to change the Voyager Direct Stores abbreviation to VOID instead of VD. Ben Lesnick has denied offering official support for this move, saying, and I quote, No, VD jokes are still hilarious. Star Citizen may give you VD, but it's better than ED. I'll have to take his word for that. Not having had either, I'll have to take his word for that. And aside from all the uh, silliness regarding abbreviations, Ben continues on to tell us on the status of some of our upcoming stretch goal ships. The M50 concepts are apparently insane. They actually had to tell the guy to make it less detailed. He actually built the whole ship like a ship, rendering the struts and all the internal components inside. The M50 is sweeter than pie. Maybe three dingo could learn from that. Less (laughs) details. Less Less detail, yes. (laughs) All ships are in concept now, but he has not seen the Orion yet. The 890 Jump has concept art, and it's looking cool, but it's in that early stage, pick which one you like, choose your own adventure type pathway thing. The Avenger is not ready for version 1, but should be added in the not-too-distant future, maybe version 1.1. The new Connie is a little bit longer, and all the internals have been redone. The Merlin has been moved to the back of the ship, and there is a reactor room above the Merlin, or some kind of engine room or something anyway. And hopefully they will put my upgrade slots back in there somewhere. Okay, so the upgrade slots, I'm a little bit perturbed, because if they're going to be tied to the gun, or to the engine, or to the scanner, or whatever... That kind of means that anybody who buys the scanner will be able to have as many upgrade slots as they sort of want. Now, possibly they're going to tie the number of upgrade slots that will fit on that particular scanner to the hull that it's mounted on, I guess, maybe, so that the Connie will still have the ability to upgrade maybe five scanner things rather than three scanner things to be sticking on an M50. I don't know. My point is, is that one of the selling points for the Connie, one of the reasons why I found it such a fascinating ship, is because of the upgrade slots, because that's the part that seems fun to me. And if I could have gotten that with an M50 or an Aurora, then that's what I would have done. Okay, that was my rant. As we said at the opening of this, all of this came to us from Reddit, courtesy of Nakara, and there's plenty more to check out, so be sure to check out the links in our show notes. And another week gives us another two pieces of fiction. First up, an entry into the Advocacy Archive, when a cache of Tavarian weapons are discovered on a supposedly uninhabited system that appears to have been manufactured in the last 15 years, the military are keen to crack down on what could be the start of an insurgency. Secondly, the continuation of the first run, a sorry Lyrex delivery, caught helplessly by Burnett and about to be sold on to the Star Devils, Sorry takes a gamble any poker player would be proud of. But does she come out on top? Well, you'll have to find out for yourself. Be sure to catch up on all the in-universe fiction on the Robert Space Industries website by visiting the links in our show notes. And on the next great starship, episode 13, no new ships this week, no new ship updates this week, and Cryo, One Bit Amoeba, Skyguard, they're out. All the way out. Who was saved? Well, Lennon's favorite and mine, Try Try, also fell. Ooh. Leaving three dingo and four horsemen to move on. All right, Jeff, spill your beans. Did you vote for three dingo? <clears throat> I'm not saying because I don't want to be run out of town. You voted for three dingo. It's okay. They were good. They're a good team. They were a good ship. Yep. Yes, I voted for three dingo. All right. So Jeff, this time Jeff was right, and me and Lennon were wrong. It's bound to happen <sighs> at some point. Bound to. Statistically, it had to happen. Mm. So congratulations, Jeff. Actually, in all in all fairness, I did go back and check out three dingo's update video. 
the videos they put out there for the saves. They have done a, quite a bit of work on their interior. It all looks pretty good. They've got great animations for the pilot seat and stuff like that. So my worries about them being sort of, you know, hampered by personnel issues may be unfounded. So I'm looking forward to seeing them through the competition. And quite frankly, of the ones left, they are my favorite. So good luck to the three Dingo guys and to the other teams. Although I hope three Dingo wins. This is also the last week of the contest that we're running to get two free tickets to the finale. Leave us a post on our RSI fan site subforum thread for your chance to win. We will announce the winner live on the air next week during our recording session next Saturday, May 24th, starting around 8 p.m. Central Time U.S. That is also 2 a.m. GMT if you're over England way. Tune in to us over at guardfrequency.com forward slash live. So... May 29th was the date that we were given. But right now it's not May 29th, so I'm afraid I have no, to ask, not. where the f*** is the dogfighting module? We sort of know now. What do it's we? supposedly do we? coming. I mean, I know, because they always caveat it. They always say, if all things go well, I think it's still a legit question to ask. Mm. Until we get the update, I think it's still a legitimate question. Absolutely, because the way that I look at it is discounting the December to April postponement. That's fine. <laughs> In April, they were like, no, it'll be, it'll be with you mid-month end of the month so we're looking at two weeks and then sort of easter rolled around they're like we're going to be doing it at the pax east event so another two weeks and it'll be there at pax east it was well we hope to have it with you mid-may so about two weeks from today and we're here today it's going to be with us may 29th which uh, that makes it two weeks from today so i guess the dogfighting module is always two weeks away it's that paradox you know you always get halfway closer yes Yep. Yeah, so you always, you always get halfway closer. You never actually get there. It's always yep. two weeks away, two weeks away, two weeks away. Yep. Well, um, until then, I've just been uh, playing more Space Engineers, the game that was gifted uh. to me by the guy called Grim Greg. Again, if you guys haven't picked it up, are you guys fans of the Minecrafty type games at all? I have not gotten into Minecraft. My son keeps trying to get me to play, but I'm more afraid of Minecraft than I am of any of the other games you suggested that I play. Really? So I'm just not going to touch it. I'm not okay. going to touch it. Okay. Yeah, Space Engineers would possibly be a good one because it's like Minecraft, but it's not quite as well developed. So there's not quite as much stuff to do, but it does oh, have so dogfighting. it's dog not fight. quite as cool. No, but it does have dogfighting. So, <laughs> oh. you know, at least they figured out where it is. Tony, what have you been up to? I went back in time. This time I didn't wait for you to tell me what was on sale on Steam. I just looked for myself. And uh, Dragon Age Origins was a game that I skipped at the time oh. that it came out. I was you know, I was busy with work and, and stuff, and Star Trek Online was going to come out. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just not going to get into that, and you know, I just can't do it. So but it was on sale for like $7.50. I'm like, well, I can't really pass that up. And I'm tired of saving prairie chickens. So I stopped. I took a break from playing prairie chickens and decided to save the world in uh, Dragon Age Origins. Uh, and having fun with it. It's a really good game. I'm sad that I missed it the first time around. I received my X-52 this week, and I set it up and started playing some. Um, oh, yeah. It's, How is it? It's pretty nice. Mm. I'm glad I went with the cheaper model for now. Says yeah. the guy that also has a Warthog. <laughs> hang on. Hang on, Tony. Tony. He said, for now. Oh, for now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, good catch. It's well-programmed. It's got nice buttons. It's uh, all blue illuminated. I love it. And it plays easy. I've been playing jump gate with it because for some unknown reason, I can't get my hanger module thing to recognize my joystick. All of my other space uh, air Dude. games and flight sims and stuff see it just fine. So I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, that's kind of what I've been messing with. All right, well, that's what we've been up to, but we would love to hear what you guys have been up to. So if you've got something that you've been doing to occupy the time whilst waiting for the dogfighting module, feel free to send it in to us. Our email address is squawk at guardfrequency.com. But with the latest updates from CIG News done, let's learn all about the whole C in this week's Nuggets for Nuggets. You have all flown before, but you're about to enter a whole new world, so pay attention. That means get on your 
your feet, Nuggets. Hello, sits and sieves, and welcome to Nuggets for Nuggets. This is our section of the show where we like to delve into the mechanics of Star Citizen and give you all of the gory details from the inside out. Fair warning, though, this game is in active development, so most of the things that we say are subject to change. Last week, we gave you an overview of the new ship lineup announced by RSI and let you vote on the one you wanted to hear more about, and you chose... The whole sea from this... Scaling from small box trucks to massive super tankers, the MISC range of cargo hulls, A to D, are the standard goods transporters in human space. Extremely configurable, MISC hulls can be adapted for almost any type of transport job, from the standard bulk shipping on patrolled space lanes to armoured cargo hauling right on the frontier. Whilst these pre-configured hulls are used primarily for legitimate purposes, the MISC hull seas have recently become the favourites for criminals who want to modify the ships with advanced sensor technology and advanced shadow technology, quick decompress hulls and a variety of hidden compartments without modifying the ship's exterior, so it will appear to onlookers as just an everyday standard transport vessel. Nearly five times as long as the Constellation and double the length of a Banu merchantman, the hull sea is going to be huge. We've all seen the screenshots of the Banu merchantmen flying through space. Well, the Hull Sea will be twice as big, nearly 250 meters long and 50 meters high. And all that extra space is going to come in handy as the Hull Sea is primarily used these days for smuggling, but it's also used for cargo runs. The Hull Sea can be crewed by up to five people and carry a maximum of 200 tons of cargo, making it perfect for either a crew of buccaneers or space FedEx. Being big, she also needs to be manoeuvrable, and so comes packed with 10 TR-4 primary thrusters, the most any ship has of a single type. The Retaliator comes somewhat close with an 8-2 split on their thrusters. Also, she has 6 TR-3 manoeuvring thrusters, so she can't turn quickly given her mass, but she can certainly hightail it out of any sticky situation. And, in the event that she can't get away, the Hull C is capable of taking quite a lot of hits, as she comes with a shield with a max rating of 7, which is ice cream sandwich in the metric system. Any ship engaging in activities that some may find immoral is bound to attract the attention of the authorities, pirates, or other players looking to make a quick buck by grabbing a piece of the action. So no doubt, hull sea owners will need to defend themselves regularly. So it may surprise you to learn that the hull sea only comes with one Class 5 turret, the manned turret, and four Class 9 weapons, otherwise known as automated defensive systems. Leaving every crew member free to rally to the decks and fight off hostile boarders or get to work calculating their way through the next jump. I really want to know more about these Class 9 weapons, the automated defensive systems. I would yeah. like to know much more. I thirst for information on this subject. But, I mean, this, this would be a great ship if you want to haul stuff around. Yeah, I'm actually looking at this for legitimate purposes, but then I was thinking, if most people are expecting them to be smugglers, am I going to get a lot of unwanted attention from people who think I'm smuggling? rather than just somebody who wants a ship with a lot of cargo bay. Yeah, maybe I'd be I think you'll get attention either way. Well, yeah, I mean, it's bound to us. Either I've got a lot of cargo or I've got a lot of stolen cargo. But no, it's definitely one that's on my list, and I'm probably going to end up picking one up eventually. Jeff, what do you think of this? It ain't an Idris. (laughs) True. Okay. It's probably a good Good, good $4,500 cheaper, though. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a hauler. I'm not a slow boat to China kind of person. It's cool. Okay, moving on. You know what I was thinking? Remember that episode of Battlestar Galactica where they hid the wing of fighters inside the cargo ship? Oh, yes. Jump in the Tilium base? Ooh, wouldn't that be fun? Oh, yeah. Yep. Have one of the cargo bays of this thing? It's a Q ship, man. That would be cool. Do you have a burning desire to learn 
about a particular topic? Have an idea for something that you'd like us to cover that you'll think will be interesting to all the sits and sis in the verse. Let us know by commenting on our show post at Guard Frequency website or the RSI fan site sub form. But for now, let's tune in to the feedback loop. Okay, buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendlies! So let's just be friendly! Coming to us from our show post at guardfrequency.com, Sean Newboy writes in and says, You UEE bullies, sticky outy dung face. I'm not sure about multiple orgs. It will just depend on how they handle it. By the way, do we have any idea what some of the numbers actually mean in the engines or in the shield class? Well, Tony? No, we have no idea, which is why we use a proprietary conversion factor from whatever they say into metric to give you a different, completely nonsensical rating for said engine or shield amount. We do know a little bit about the thrusters. I mean, some. I think we covered it in a previous Nuggets for Nuggets of how different power bands. So your TR4s and your TR3s and stuff, they'll like, that just refers to the class. So they'll each have their own unique individual power rating within a certain band. And those bands will be defined by the TR3 and TR4 and TR5. But that's about it. That's as far as we know. That's as, that's as much down in the weeds as we've been allowed to see so far. I imagine we'll know more come May 29th because we'll be able to see what the Hornet can do. And we'll be able to look at the Hornet's thruster ratings and, and shield rating and maybe make some extrapolations from that. Cookie Cupcake writes, I love your intro, guys. Love them. Thanks for providing this quality entertainment for me. I want to hug you all. I want to hug you back, Cookie. Uh, d- 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 let's be nice. Her husband's like six foot seven. I think this guy. <laughs> Still, I want to hug her back. <laughs> she wanted to hug me. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> Sal writes in, great work eyeing up your org on the strength of it. I saw it was downvoted in Reddit, but then again, what do you expect from Reddit? I dearly hope you lot keep doing this, and we shall, no matter what Reddit says. That silly Reddit. What about Reddit's good? I mean, we got Nakara to give us all the transcription from Reddit. Saladian writes in and says, Great show as usual, guys. I gotta say that Lennon's rant about the alpha access is a little misplaced. I highly doubt that Chris Roberts is going to release a finished game, rather, a playable game. Think of it like this. Why release a game in which they already know the problems that they are having to thousands of folks that will just tell them what they already know? Lighten up, guys. Tony says, Lighten up, Lennon. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Try not to compare this alpha with other mediocre games. This is the best damn space sim ever, so think positive. You were such downers last week. I'm sorry. Well, this week we spoke about politics, so we're not getting much better. (laughs) I think we're going downhill. (laughs) Rapidly. I stand by what I say. Sorry. I do too. It needs to be said. I still think that they might be being a little too careful with this thing. Maybe if I were Chris Roberts, I would have done differently, but I'm not Chris Roberts, so... We'll trust him. Sayoldian goes on to say, just saw this from Ben Lesnick regarding the cancellation of Wingman's Hangar. He mentions Dan Geesling will not be part of the next show. I'm shocked. <gasps> just wasn't a good fit for this community. Winky face. Jeff, are you psychic? Yeah, you bet you I am. Yeah. Ben went on to chastise some people for misjudging Dan because he's a real fan. I mean, that's not the point. I'm sure Dan is a real fan. Plenty of people are qualified to be real fans. As a matter of fact, it's basically a self-qualification. If you declare yourself a fan, you are a fan. 
So his fandom has never been in question. It's just what is his job, what is his role, and how well did he perform it? And we here at this show had some serious questions about all of those things. So but we never questioned his love of Star Citizen. Did you? No, agreed. I, I never questioned his, his – yeah. I love the game too, but that doesn't make me right to host sure. whether or not he was qualified or that we needed somebody in that position to do what he was attempting to do. He wasn't the person to do it. Jacob writes, I'd like to win one of the tickets, smiley face. Tony says, like Chivalry oh. Bean told you, you got to post in the RSI forums. Two reason, CIG forum rules and because we want more activity on our posts there. More listeners and friends and org members for you guys to play with. On the RSI website, Kai Ghost writes in and says, I want to enter, but I can't travel from Europe to LA, so I'm interested in one of those stylish and fancy guard frequency t-shirts. Mm. They are stylish and fancy. They are, they are stylish and, and cool. fancy. I'm wearing mine now, actually. I'm wearing good. mine now, too. Ski writes in, I've been listening to you guys pretty reliably since about episode 12. Gotta say, I love the show. The in-fiction bits you guys do at the beginning are my favorite part. When the Persistent Universe goes live, is Guard Freak going to be all in-universe, or will you maintain the format as you have now? Well, Lennon, you replied to Ski on the forums. Take it away. Yeah, we'll probably increase the amount of in-universe stuff that we have, because after all, there's a lot of stuff that gets released that we can't really talk about in an in-universe way, simply because they don't provide the context for it, and we would have to invent our own lore, which would possibly be contradictory Sh to CRG. Yeah. Shield ratings, for example. Yeah, yeah, really. Or when they did the organization system update from version 1 to 1.5 and let us join multiple organizations, chances are in the law it's always been that we can be in multiple organizations, but we just didn't have the ability to do so. And that would mean that we would have to invent some in-universe way to explain why we suddenly can now. So, yeah, we'll probably increase the in-universe portion, but the show won't be entirely RP or that sort of thing. So we'll probably maintain the format we have now, but we're always open to suggestions. So if there's something that you'd like to change around, then yeah, let us know. We've always had an eye on getting into the Chris Roberts universe. We know that Chris Roberts is totally into the immersion thing, totally into the role-playing thing. He so loves it when people make up in-fiction stuff and try to make the universe more real for other players. So that's going to be an element of what we do when the universe goes to beta and when it goes live. We'll just need to see mechanically what the game will support us doing. So, yeah, it's definitely in the works, definitely in the plans. We just don't know what yet. He goes on to say, P.S. You're all wrong about the IXM ship, Infinite Hue Monkey. It may look simple at a distance, but the interior is so amazing. They've clearly put a ton of thought into where everything goes on the ship, how it works. I want one badly. Okay. And P.P.S. I will acquiesce that if scaled up, it would make a kick-ass Corvette slash destroyer slash space equivalent of a littoral combat ship. Okay. I mean, yes, that's true, but it's just not a gunship. It's just not. It's not a gunship. Yeah, it's a nice ship, and in fact, most of the ships that have got through to this far of the competition, I yeah. would probably buy. Um, yeah, they're all nice ships. But even the ones that didn't go through, try, try, cryo, you know, I'd yeah. probably stick them on the list. But it's just not a gunship, so in this competition, I don't think it really meets the brief and so shouldn't really carry on. Also, on uh, one of the posts for uh, entering into our contest, we got nine or ten of them, but uh, one of them, Shiv gave bonus points to Sojourner, who put a gif of Burton Guster from Psych in his entry. <laughs> I'll add additional bonus points to that one. It was fantastic. Uh, go check out that show post just for that gif. It's it's just great. Um, Lennon, can we give him the appropriate gif achievement here? <sighs> I suppose. Here we go. Yes. Very good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Captain Mack writes on our post announcing our interview with David Swafford. 
cool interview, but you need to change supplemental to something less Trek. But either way, nice to have more content from the team. We're in the works to have some more interviews and some more contact with the dev team. More details will be forthcoming as time marches on. But uh, trust us, guys. I'm working the angles. Fear not, Guard Frequency fans. Fear not. From Twitter, in response to our tweet about the Arena Commander release date, Druid Stream says, OMG, I can't wait. And Green Dragoon says, I think despite Lennon's concerns and RSI's bet hedging, there will still be plenty of balance bugs and crashes for us. Probably. There better be. There better be. I only get up in the morning for bug reports. <laughs> Actually, no, that's true because I, I work as a developer. That's where you go. So <laughs> I, you I have you to get, get up, up in the morning. morning for bug reports. But, uh, <laughs> from Facebook, Mike Foley writes, And men did cry out, where the f*** is the dogfighting module? And alas, from the heavens, an answer came forth. May 29th, if all goes according to plan. And lo, the men rejoiced. He also says, let's hope Alex Mayberry takes the workload off Chris so the guy can catch up on sleep. He looks absolutely shattered on 10 for the chairman. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He seems to get sicker and sicker with each episode. Hopefully I, I think that's the idea. I mean, that's why they're mm-hmm. making these changes. They're like, we got to yep. get heads down on this. We got we to gotta act like a big grown-up company now because that's what they are. Uh, as Sean Hires writes in and says, uh, woo and who, uh, man of few words. And Jace Pentad writes in response to our community question about Org's version 1.5, I'm pleased to have it added so that I can finally affiliate myself with Garfrick's response. A wise choice. Wise, very wise. Well, did we have a woody bouquet and a tart finish? Perhaps an arrogant nose with a hint of chamomile. Let us know. Here are some ways you can get in touch with us. Check out our forum post at forums.robertspaceindustries.com. Leave a comment on this episode's show notes at guardfrequency.com, and you can subscribe to us at feeds.guardfrequency.com or find us on iTunes. Hit us up on Twitter at GuardFreak, or leave a comment and like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. And if you're old and crotchety like us, shoot an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com, S-Q-U-A-W-K at guardfrequency.com. Your feedback is an important part of what we do, so take a minute. Tell us what's on your mind. And that brings us to the end of episode 23 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 24 on May 27th. Be sure to keep an eye out for all our episodes over at guardfrequency.com or our posts over at Robert Space Industries fan site forums. Please send us your feedback about the show. Aside from all the ways that we've just run down in the feedback loop, you can hit the contact form at the top of our website. All the details for all of our contact methods will be in the show notes. Do you like what we do? You want to come join our team? If so, send a note to squawk at guardfrequency.com. We're always on the lookout for talented individuals, and right now we're seeking an audio engineer to come join us. So if you'd like to be part of the best damn space sim podcast ever, we'd love to hear from you. And if you're just looking for a friendly wingman or two, then check out our organization, Guard Frequency Response, at the official RSI website, robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash guardfreak. And if you're not doing anything Saturday night, join us live at guardfrequency.com forward slash live. We broadcast at 8 p.m. Central, 2 a.m. Sunday GMT. Don't forget to post on our thread on the RSI fan site subform if you want to win a pair of tickets to the next great Starship finale in Los Angeles. You know, or just say hi. Either way, we'll be randomly selecting our winner during next week's live show, so get those entries in before 8 p.m. Central on Saturday, May 24th. We want to thank the entire team over at Guard Frequency and Priority One Productions. Thanks to our community manager, Jay Chivalry Bean, and artist Simon Charlton Edwards. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. 
Visit RonaldJenkins.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If there's no one listening out there, the deep black gets pretty lonely. Reduce thrust. Five times as long as the constellation and double the length of the Bandil Moot. <laughs> okay, can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> okay, all right. all right. Take it from the top and maybe a little less sexy because we are talking about a cargo hauler here. <laughs> I mean, you know. Nearly five times as long as the constellation and double the length of a, a Bandu merchantman, the Hall C. Ba- Banu. 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 Did I say Bandu? <clears throat> the enigmatic shot of a planet side. Oh, man. Of it, planet. I know. I know what it says. <laughs> I just can't say it. The in it. <laughs> From our thread over at the RSI website, sub Keep it. Keep it. Roll with it. I love it. Love okay. it. From Twitter. That didn't sound Twinter. right. Twinter. That's Twinter. Oh, we should coming. make a new. Twinter. Twinter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Check out our forum post at Robert's. I almost had that right. Did he? Did he say pretty Odie bars? He said Twinter was coming. If there's no one listening out there in the deep black, ah, uh, if there's no one out there listening, if there, uh, <laughs> there's it's too the many, same every there's, week. It's too many bears. <laughs> oh, I love this show. Okay. Be sure to check out both galleries over on RSI's website, and links will be in our show notes. Show nope. I like the term show nopes. Show nopes. Yeah. <laughs> nope. That's not going in. Nope. nope. We're cutting that. Nope. That's not making it. Yeah. So don't worry. They'll be back. They'll be back. I'm a little bit angry, but I'll be okay. <laughs> They'll be back. Just calm down. Shh. Have have some ducks mm. and pepper. You'll be fine. And I've got to have coffee tonight. That was an angry sip. There are no Avenger variants in the pipeline yet, other than the trainer. And if people want to buy the trainer, just let CIG know. Um, I, I there's a dog barking in the background. Is that me or is that no? Somebody? That's mine. <sighs> Would you mind reading, reading that one again? Uh, as soon as the dog is shot with a tranquilizer gun, with a tranquilizer gun. Let me make that clear. <laughs> okay, no animals were harmed during the making of this production. <laughs> They're coming. Just come. Yeah. Had it all in my brain. Have some of that. There you go. Angry sip. Actually, well, here's a good place to discuss it. This is what I'm angry about. Okay. <laughs> that was that was a patient sip, apparently. I think that's like, I'm going to put up with Tony's angry. That's what it sounded like to me. That was an I'm almost out of water sip. <laughs> that was a this coffee's bloody hot sip. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, all right.